You're listening to Abounding in Hope Talks, and I'm your host, Trisha Soderstrom. I'm a Christian homeschool mom who spent over 10 years healing from chronic Lyme disease and helping my family heal from chronic Lyme disease. Join me as I share from my experience and offer faith-based hope and practical tips for living out every day with hope as you trust in the Lord with your health, marriage, family, and homeschool. I know you'll be encouraged, so grab a cup of coffee or herbal tea, and let's get started. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me today for episode number 16 of Abounding in Hope Talks. I can hardly believe that I'm already on episode 16, and I can hardly believe that it's already May. And so today I'm going to talk to you about Lyme Disease Awareness Month, because that's what we celebrate. That's what we We don't really celebrate it, but that's what we do in May is that we get the word out about Lyme disease. Um, If you want to hear more about what Lyme disease is, I go into great detail about that in episode number two. So you can kind of go back to episode number two and learn about what Lyme is and why you should care about it. It has become one of the fastest growing epidemics around the world, not just in the USA. So definitely go back and listen to number two. So how are you guys? I mean, we are living in some really crazy, crazy times. And everybody, you know, for the most part, are probably still at home, practicing safe distancing and um, making sure that we are all protected from the coronavirus. And I have a lot of opinions about that. If you follow me on Instagram, I'm sure that you have seen those opinions. Um, But today we're going to focus on Lyme disease. And you know, I'm just not really scared about the coronavirus. And I'm really not scared about Lyme disease anymore, because education is power. And when you educate yourself, and you learn what things are and how to deal with it, then you don't have to be afraid, right? So in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about Lyme Disease Awareness Month. I'm going to share some of the things that I've been up to behind the scenes. I'm really excited about some of the projects I'm working on. But first, I want to give you a quick overview of what Lyme disease is for anyone who's listening and doesn't know, but I do recommend that you go back to episode number two. In episode number one, I share my story with Lyme disease. So real quick, um, wow, I guess it's been almost 13 years ago. My family and I all became very, very sick with chronic Lyme disease, and we later found out that we had co-infections and all kinds of problems. And when you go through something like that, it usually triggers off like this whole avalanche of other things that happen in your body. Um, And then you become sick and you become sensitive to other things and you have this autoimmune response in your body and it just kind of goes crazy, and it takes a really long time to overcome. That's my non-scientific explanation of what we went through. It was horrible. And um, but Lyme disease itself is something that a lot of people probably have, and they don't realize it. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about that later. But um, what you need to know before I start is that I'm not a doctor. And I'm not a scientist or a researcher. I mean, I research on my own. 
but I can't diagnose you. I can't treat you or make any recommendations about any illness or disease. So everything that I share in this podcast is for informational purposes only. And I always recommend that you do your own research and a lot of it because there's a lot of controversial information about it, especially Lyme disease. And if you are already dealing with Lyme, you already know that. But Lyme disease is one of the fastest spreading bacterial infections across the world. Now, that just triggered a memory. I remember a lady who was like a holistic physician, and I love holistic physicians, but she believed that Lyme disease is a virus. But it's actually a bacterial infection. And it's transmitted by a deer tick, and sometimes it can be transmitted by other biting insects. Uh, doctors and scientists are now believing that insects like mosquitoes, biting flies, fleas, and mites can also transmit Lyme disease. Um, it's been found in human tears, breast milk, urine, semen, and it's been shown to pass to babies in the womb. And I'm a Lyme mom, meaning that I'm a mom who had Lyme, but I also had children who had Lyme. And I passed it on to at least one child that I know of because I was bit by a tick, the tick that made me sick um, when I was pregnant with my son. So recently, maybe a few years ago, the CDC finally increased their numbers for Lyme disease, saying that there are about 300,000 new Lyme cases each year. And I just actually read that they're increasing that to 400,000. And that's only in the United States. So you know, there's a lot of problems with that number because Lyme disease is really hard to diagnose because the diagnostic procedures are very outdated and they weren't actually created for diagnosing us now. They were created more as a surveillance tool back when they first were researching and looking into what is now known as Lyme disease in Lyme, Connecticut. And if you've never read Polly Murray's story, I recommend that. It's a really good small book. It's about Polly Murray, who um, first noticed that, you know, the people in her community were having similar health issues, and she knew there had to be a connection, and she was also sick herself. So I recommend that you check that book out and and read it. It's really good. But... um, You know, Richard Horowitz, Dr. Richard Horowitz, he says that it's really difficult to get an accurate estimate uh, for Lyme disease because it's so complex. You know, the testing for Lyme is inaccurate, you know, especially the ELISA test. That's just a waste of time. So if your doctor wants to test you with an ELISA test, just decline and ask them to just go straight for the Western blot. Even the Western blot is very inaccurate. Now, Lyme disease, once you contract it, Um, You don't get antibodies for at least the first four to six weeks, and so that's a problem. And by the time you do develop antibodies, you're already chronic. So it's really important if you get a tick bite to actually treat it right away. And don't wait for a test to tell you whether or not you have Lyme disease. It's just not worth it. So, you know, we've got the bad testing. Not everyone gets symptoms right away. And sometimes the symptoms that we might have might imitate another disease, especially like if you contract Lyme disease in the fall, and then you think that you picked up the flu, well, that might actually be from your tick bite. It might actually be Lyme disease. So there's so many reasons why Lyme testing is so inaccurate. 
And that means that our numbers are inaccurate, right? And did you know that over 50 million people are diagnosed with autoimmune illnesses in the United States? And I was reading on Dr. Horowitz's website, he believes that many of the people who are diagnosed with lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, and even Alzheimer's, and I'm just going to name three, that's not including all the other ones, that he believes that they actually have Lyme disease. Now, in his estimation, millions of people in the United States are suffering from Lyme disease, but they're misdiagnosed with other autoimmune diseases. You know, this really just blows my mind. I mean, how can we in the United States with such amazing science and technology and really amazing doctors and researchers, how can we not have a better test for Lyme disease? Why is this something that is going ignored? and mistreated and misdiagnosed. And that's why Lyme Disease Awareness Month is so important, because we need to get the word out. We need to make some noise to get some attention so that we can get better testing, so that we can get better diagnostic procedures, and hopefully so we can get the attention of the doctors and the medical community so that they can start learning about the complexities of tick-borne diseases. It's not just Lyme disease. It's never just one infection. There's always so many other things that come into play along with um, many co-infections. So for those of us who have Lyme disease, we know that the medical community kind of poo-poos it and doesn't really take us seriously. Insurance companies don't cover it. And the CDC have refused to provide real education and testing and treatment options. Lyme care is not covered by insurance, and so every person who contracts Lyme disease can expect to spend thousands of dollars a year. I was reading in an article by Johns Hopkins dated February 5th, 2015, and they stated that Lyme disease costs the U.S. healthcare system approximately $1.3 billion per year. Now, my question is, what? Like, how could it possibly cost the U.S. healthcare system anything when they don't even cover treatment for it? They're saying it costs approximately $3,000 per person. And that's crazy to me because we had to pay everything out of pocket. My family and I were on a budget because there were six of us. And we didn't do many of the treatments that Lyme sufferers find so helpful. And we had to be very selective about what we could do. We had to be very careful about what supplements we did purchase. And one day I sat down and I wrote down the, the costs that I could actually remember. Now, this is probably not all the costs, but things that I remembered paying for on a consistent basis. Um, the first year, obviously, is going to be much more expensive because of testing and um, your first appointment with a Lyme doctor can be anywhere from 500 to $1,200 just for the first visit. And then you have to pay for your testing. So if you don't get tested through LabCorp, um, it's not covered by insurance and you can expect to pay anywhere from $1,000 and up for your Lyme testing, right? So I estimated that we spent probably $12,000 per person for the first year. I got tested, my husband got tested, and two of my daughters were tested We started out with LabCorp, and then we got other tests done by medical diagnostics because they did take our insurance, but we had to pay lab fees. And then my husband 
um, got tested through iGenics, and that's very expensive. So based on the things that I could remember that we did and the testing that we um, each got from different labs and whether or not it was covered by insurance, I kind of tallied things up and I came up with the number of about $12,000 per person for our first year. And then after that, it did go down dramatically um, because we were on a budget and we were being very careful. Our oldest daughter did not want to use antibiotics, but I did have to pay for herbs and homeopathy. So sometimes herbs can be, you know, on the less expensive side. I did things like um, I ordered bulk herbs and I made my own tinctures. So that's how much of a budget we were on. And I tried to do the best that I could, you know, wherever I could. So we really made sure that we were eating well and, you know, doing the things that we could for our for our immune system. And um, we just didn't do a lot of therapies that a lot of people with Lyme disease do. And so I always kind of jokingly say we healed from Lyme on a budget. So it can be done. It might take a little bit longer. It might be you might have to, you know, learn about herbs or homeopathy or something like that, but it can be done. So Lyme disease is really, really expensive. And this is why Lyme Disease Awareness Month is so important. And I want people to understand that Lyme disease is so serious and how many people suffer with it and what actually happens when you have Lyme disease. And it's really hard to explain that to people who have never dealt with anything like that. But just hoping that, you know, it can open their eyes and also the people that are suffering from autoimmune diseases who may actually have an underlying cause of Lyme disease. And, you know, I think that that really matters. So it's important. So let's do what we can. And and I just want to encourage you, um, you know, you have the freedom during Lyme Disease Awareness Month to share out about Lyme disease and about the medical malpractice that we endure as we're constantly told that it's all in our head and about how much money we have to spend out of pocket just to get treatment and, you know, how difficult it is to live with Lyme disease. So share away and tell your friends and family, wear a green ribbon, do whatever you can to spread awareness about Lyme disease. Right now, everybody's focused on the coronavirus, but you know, we can also talk about Lyme disease. That's okay. This is our month. So let's do it. So May gives us the opportunity to put out information about prevention, about how Lyme mimics so many other different illnesses, and about how you can heal from Lyme disease. And if you have ever had Lyme disease, and you have healed, and you're on the other side, stick around and encourage those who are still in the battle. It's so important. I was so desperate for that when I was sick with Lyme disease. I was desperate for someone, just even one person, to tell me that they got better because I never heard of anyone getting better and I lost hope during my battle because I felt like it was a losing battle. But just meeting one person can give you that hope and that's why I stick around. So if you or someone you know has Lyme disease, use your voice during this time Share about it as much as possible, either online or in person. Share graphics that you see circulating around. Wear a lime green ribbon. Get a lime green mask for the coronavirus. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Um, But whatever you can do, talk about it, um, share about it, and help others around you. Because you know what? 
the ticks are supposed to be really, really bad this year. So the other thing that you can do is share about organizations that are helping the Lyme community, like LymeDisease.org, Live Lyme Foundation, Lyme.org, and so many others. And so when you see that there are people who are really putting forth the time and the energy and the money to share out about Lyme disease and to help the Lyme community, do your part in supporting those of us who are trying to do that work behind the scenes. So personally, I would be super grateful if you could share out my blog and my podcast. And also, I'm really excited to share this with you, but I just finished creating a course titled Help, I Found a Tick. Now, this course is an affordable course that can prevent a lifetime of illness and suffering. And I cover everything from how to prevent tick bites to how to get the proper treatment for each and every tick bite. Because we don't know whether or not we've contracted a disease from that tick bite, right? Because remember I was telling you that antibodies don't even develop until four to six weeks. And that's only for Lyme. That's not even talking about the co-infections. So it's so important to treat every single tick bite. And so I share that with you and I share different options. I tell you how to do it with antibiotics, herbs, or homeopathy. And I also teach you about how to make your yard safe how to make your own tick repellent, your own tick kit, and where to send the tick for testing, and so much more. I'm really excited about it. I've spent tons of time putting together this course, hoping that it can help walk every single person through the process of how to prevent and how to treat tick bites. Because if that's where it starts, and if you don't take care of it initially in the beginning, then you can go down that road of being sick for years and years or a lifetime with chronic Lyme disease. And it's not fun, and it's very expensive, and it can be very, very serious. So let's get the word out about this and share this with everyone that we know. This is a great tool. You'll have access to it. Um, whenever you need it. So it'll be right there for you. You can log in. You can, you don't have to like go lesson one through, I forget how many lessons there are, but you don't have to go in order. So like, let's say you just want to look and see where to send your tick. You can go straight to that lesson and pull it up. So I'm very excited about it. I hope that you will look into getting it and that you will share it. Um, the information with your friends and family so that they can get their own access. And, um, Let's see what else was I going to tell you. So I'm also um, planning on working on some other Lyme disease courses and also the course that goes along with my ebook called Risk Management for the Homeschool Moms. I'm super excited about that. I've got a lot going on and um, just doing my part to get the word out and to help spread awareness and hope and also education because when we're educated, we can have hope and we can get rid of that fear, right? So even though Lyme disease is difficult, it's a difficult disease to live with and overcome. And every day you can feel hopeless, right? And I want to remind you that you can always turn to God for hope. And through Jesus Christ, not only can you have eternal life, but he can also give you freedom from fear and anxiety because Lyme disease definitely induces that fear and anxiety. And my whole family dealt with that. And God gives you strength and he will lead you along the way. He will show you which doctor to go to if you ask him. He will tell you, you know, what to do along the way to help you heal 
And I highly recommend that you trust God with all of your heart. So that's how I want to end today. I want to just let you know that I'm thinking of you and praying for you. And I also pray that the God of hope will fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's in Romans 15, 13. So you guys have a great week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. And I will see you next time on Abounding in Hope Talks.